0: Welcome back to the Talking Ponies podcast, coming to you live from the luxurious Los Pony Studios, <laughs> hidden deep in a closet at Los Alamitos Racecourse, but it's a fun week last week, uh, Curtis, with uh, the trials there on Saturday and Sunday, but uh, uh, how, how was your week since then? Oh, just
1: another week rolls by. I'm ready for another uh, strong weekend here at Los Al, a lot of races to look forward to, we got our big matchup with BH Lisa's yes. boy, Hold Air Hostage, uh, Kissed by an Eagle later. Uh, I saw you were at uh, Del Mar this week, I though.
0: I did. I made it out there. Uh, and the funny thing is, uh, I've gone I've gone two, two days so far this season. And now Agapito's like, now you got to come. every like Next time I have another live mount, you yeah. got to come. Because you guys, you guys came for both days, and he's won both days. Uh, so yeah, it was a, another fun and profitable Trip to Del Mar, which is always a rare thing to say. Anything you, anytime you can leave with more money that you, that you got there with, uh, is always a good thing.
1: Were I, you thinking uh, you were you were going to be one of the only tickets oh there in the big pick six?
0: I, I, you know, I got pretty hyped up going four for four to start the pick six. I've had a little bit of coverage left the last two legs, but sadly it was not enough. The 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 streak ended at four. I only went four of six. And yes, I did not have a Gepito at 19-1 on in the last leg. A few people on Twitter were like, how are you serious? i was like, yeah. Like <laughs> People don't realize that if I don't tweet at Gepito time, I don't really like them. Like that's, <laughs> that's the clue there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, with pick sixes, it's just so difficult to allocate where you want to spend a little more money, more coverage. Uh, like I've talked about it on, on the previous show with uh, John Lee, so people t- uh, tuned in. I like, a lot of times, even you, you see me talking about on air here on the quarters, if I have a, a, a somewhat good lean in the first leg, I like to single right off the bat, because usually that's the only time you can see a horse warm up, uh, see how they look in the paddock, just overall get a feel of the race when leading up to the gate. So if I have a strong opinion and you know right off the bat I want to single, I'll single and then challenge myself and, and if i'm right then i've got a little bit of more leverage uh going out of the way so um yeah i started with the single and then i i gave a lock a lock of the day that came through also in, in third leg i believe if I remember correctly uh but yeah i was forced straight check marks to start off the ticket um i did those two singles that i talked about and then a little bit of coverage each and the rest of the way but uh sometimes the, the smallest fields can be the most tricky mm-hmm. and we have one Tonight at Los Al on Saturday.
1: Yeah, uh, one of our races later, we were both talking about it. Uh, we were scratching our heads. Yeah. Uh, which race was it? Was it the seventh race? I, I think believe. It, yeah, I
0: think it's gonna be the seventh race. So we'll we'll talk about that one. Is it? Yeah, it is. No, it's yeah. actually the eighth race.
1: Okay, eighth race. We have
0: nine races, so yeah, the. eighth That's race. right. The yeah. uh, three
1: hundred uh, yard allowance race.
0: Yeah. So the, it was kind of that scenario, one leg before the last of the pick six. though more. It was a fill of six. only went too deep. Uh, and they both were empty at the top of the stretch, so or, uh, it wasn't like I suffered. Sometimes you're like, "Man, I lost by a neck, yeah, or whatever." At the top, before they even hit the top of the turn, I knew I was out, so it was kind of like, "Ah, whatever." If I would have never had that horse, unless I pressed the odd button, so uh, when it's not for you, it's not for you. That's yeah. how I look at it. Uh, sometimes you can have the absolutely perfect ticket, and like, don't be scared. Like sometimes you build a pick four, or whatever you, and you're like, you go back and you look at it. You're like no other horse scares me mm-hmm. like if someone beats me it wasn't for me because no other horse i thought had a shot it was kind of one of those things where uh, i was not going to have the winner unless i went all there in that second to last leg so it was okay we hit a, a few win bets a, a few trifectas and that uh that was enough to get us profitable so it was good
1: yeah as long as you're you can play a whole day like that you know you, you didn't get all the money no. but you still turn to profit like you said I'm sure you guys had a, a fun day. You got a couple pictures yeah. with Agapito, mm-hmm. which is a big plus. So all, all in a, all pretty uh, pretty much worked out well yes, for you.
0: Yes, uh, I, I got to eat the, the Brig Fish Tacos, the world famous Brigantine Fish Tacos. It's that restaurant up in the hill at Del Mar. Mm-hmm. Like if you're if you're standing on the apron and you look to the left, uh, facing the track, you look to the left. There's a, like a restaurant in the hall corner there in the street. Uh, you can see the patio there. That's the Brig. Uh, they're known for their fish tacos. And on Wednesdays at Del Mar, they actually have them on track. So okay. they set up like a little uh, mobile area,
1: gotcha. Like, and they
0: sell the fish tacos on track only on Wednesdays, three bucks, which is a pretty good deal. And I got to try them. That's coming up in a couple of weeks for a future tacos and traffic.
1: Now, do they line up for the Br- uh, Brig Tacos? Yes. Because I've never actually been there, but you know, for years, that's that's always the the hangout for. Yeah. Any gamblers and any uh, track rats going around there. The the brig's always a place to be. I've I've been to the the Denny's right there when you yes. come down.
0: Mm-hmm. I've been there plenty come of times, down. but I've never been to the brig. And I think the brig gets more popular after the races than is before the races. So if you want to stop by before and grab a little quick lunch, because you know the races do start at two at, at Del Mar. I think it's a good stop before because afterwards you're gonna get you're gonna get a pretty good crowd down at the brig. But uh, have you ever had a pizza port?
1: No, but it's our a, cameraman... A
0: good, good spot.
1: Our cameraman, Hal, who's a beer aficionado, yes, uh, beer judge, he knows everything. He says Pizza Port is a place yes. to be. And, and it's uh, right he up highly the street. recommends
0: it. Yeah, it's right up the street. Uh, uh, that's a, a good spot to grab a, some brews, some pizza, and, and some wings there. Literally five minutes drive from Del Mar. And this week, I dropped a new taco and the Tacos are from a little place called Rudy's Taqueria, right there in Del Mar. It's literally... You know how the exit Del Mar, is, um, what's it called? It's Via de la Valle, I think the yeah. exit. Well on the on the light, instead of making a left to go to Del Mar, you make a right and you drive three minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's called Rudy's Taqueria and Market. And it's, it's if you, you probably pass it if you don't look you're not looking. Uh they got some really good tacos too, so that's on this episode of Tacos and Trafectos on this week. And the play is gonna be for the Arlington Million. Which I have a twelve to one shot that I like over there. All
1: right, sounds so good. So check
0: out America's Best Racing and of course check out my Twitter. The link is in the in the tweet there. So, but let's recap last week's uh, John Deere for the two year olds and also Golden State Derby. Okay. Um, John Deere story of the night went to um, Stevie B. Flash of Cash. Isn't this a horse you liked on trials before?
1: Yeah, I've always been high on this horse. I think every time uh, he's been a part of the yeah. podcast. Uh, By the way, I, I've I've given him out every time.
0: Shout out to Montieroza. Yes, he, he's he's. He, I seen him after the, after the races were official. He's like, "Hey, I, I was I was worried about. Uh, first of all, I was disappointed I didn't get the lock of the night. So he was like, "Hey, why didn't you make me the lock of the night? Yeah. Second of all, he's like, but I gotta be honest, the horse I was worried about was my lock of the night, which was um, the was it the Jaime Gomez runner? Yes. Was it was, it, what was the name? The name escapes me. Was right that on. the KR? Um, um, I want to say was yes. Was it the KR High Five? Was it that one no, or was no, it no, another no. one? It was the other one. But it was it was the one that scrambled, lost the action in the high legs. Okay. And kind of just eliminated himself. But uh, Monte Rosa, one of the loyal seven listeners. Other podcasts.
1: Excellent. We're we're uh, happy to have you, Monty. I've never actually met Monty. <laughs> you haven't? I, no, I've never met him before. Uh, never yeah. heard a bad thing Monty about a cool him. Cool guy. Uh, the closest I was ever to him was when he was accepting his PCQHRA award uh-huh. for uh, Zooming for Spuds a couple years ago. But yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm glad to have him along uh, listening to the
0: podcast. Yeah. So Monty, there having a good night with CBB Flash or Cash. Stop the clock at 1775 to post the fastest qualifying time in. Did you like what you see? You know, he
1: broke really well. And like I've said before, he's a really big-bodied horse. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's always my worry. But from his works and from every race, you know, he just keeps getting better. He was lugging in, Mm -hmm. which was a concern. And uh, I was thinking maybe he would lug in too much. And Coleman, 47, uh, was kind of gaining on him. But he still looked like he had plenty left in the tank and he got the win. Yeah,
0: he's three for three. It's up to knock on a horse like that. Uh, I think the outside draw did benefit him. Uh, he did look g- good there, but uh, Coleman 47 was in game in second there. Yeah. Probably just what a neck behind. If I remember correctly, maybe a neck ahead behind.
1: Yeah, it was pretty close. I, I don't think he was really ever going to go by Stevie B, but you know, uh, Coleman 47 just continues to, to just uh, knock on the door yeah, and never get through.
0: Yeah. He's a consistent there. So uh, Coleman 47 was the second fastest qualifying time with 1792. And uh, the top, List of qualifiers is as follows DBB Flash of Cash, Coman 47, Bains Price Stone, KR High Five, Alice in Wonderland, Chasing Harm, Lone Sharky, Quick to Royalty, Capital Grill, and Class and Coronas. That list of 10 will return in just one week's time now mm-hmm. uh, to battle in the John Deere California Regional Challenge. Sunday night was for the three year olds, the Golden State Derby, and what a performance we've seen from Jessica Cartel. Visually impressive. Uh, just looked like we always knew this horse loved the the longer this is But he broke very sharp. Once he broke like that, and he had that clear path. Uh, it was, was going to be tough to beat him.
1: Yeah, Mooney Blues broke uh, really well yes. in that race. But, yeah, like you said, Jessica Cartel got out there. And uh, once he can have all his momentum going and a clear path, you know, a great big horse, uh, like you were pointing out, he just loves uh, all the distance and he really got rolling them and he, he just uh he ate Mooney Blues up there in the end.
0: Uh and how about um Mooney Blues like you mentioned, she she fired she had a brief freshening. I wanna say she was coming in with maybe three or four months freshening. Uh she broke like a rocket at, yes. at midway. You thought she could be long gone. Mm-hmm. Uh she hung she hung on for a very game second there. An a political lady had to set up for a third. Um was that a little bit more flat? of an effort from A Political Lady, or was was that her effort? And do you think that that gate acting from the horse immediately towards her outside might have affected her, her race?
1: Yeah, the horse got a little fractious in there, which could have played a part. But to me, even though there's only two trials and we don't know how hard, uh, was it Eduardo Nicasio was uh, riding A Political Lady? I, I want to say yes. I believe, but... I, he urged her in the first part yeah. of the race, and I just didn't see a response. And so it, it could be like uh, what we saw with Yankee there, mm-hmm. when uh, he broke bad and just ran really flat. And we thought, okay, well, it's just a, a poor effort. He'll he'll bounce back. I didn't really like what I saw with her, and I wish she would have finished a little better than what she did. But uh, just a, a huge effort from the top two there.
0: I mean, the three-year-old division here is getting a lot more interesting as as the weeks go by. Yeah, we had Jay Fire Up, who were, who were we thought she was going to showed that brilliance that she showed us a 2 year old she came back a little flat. April Local Lady looked to be like the standout now. Mm-hmm. Now she's a little bit flat. Jessica Gortel who had been pretty consistent now slept her level up one more. She she looks like the horse to beat. She's obviously the horse to beat now in the finals but uh the real division is is very very interesting.
1: Yeah, when you see horses from last year like uh Just My Kiss uh you know they're not really firing. It's kind of closing in, like you said, Jay, fire up. I thought we uh, would see a lot better effort second time off the layoff than what she showed, but she came back uh, kind of dull. I really thought it would be no problem for her in the final there, but everything's tightening up. Horses are uh, maturing, catching up to each other. Other ones are maybe flattening out a little, and it's a pretty even playing field here.
0: And it's very interesting because I, I'm pretty sure I had noticed before, but I had never really paid attention just the size of Jessica Cartel. Yeah. I came up here to the <laughs> press box after the races and uh Carla, Viva la Carla. Shout out to Carla. She's uh the assistant here for for uh Professor G upstairs in the press box. She's like, "Is that is that even allowed?" She was kind of joking. She was like, <laughs> I was like, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "Yeah, how big of a monster Jessica Cartel is compared yeah. to Mooney Blues. Like, if you pay attention, like Cruz Mendez is sitting like two stories above uh the jockey on Mooney Blues just how high, just a Artel, that's a big, big animal.
1: It was almost like when we run the weenie dog races and Orlando had <laughs> to weed out all the, the bigger weenie dogs that, that might not be a purebred dachshund. But yeah, he's just a monster. I think he's only going to get better with age, with his size, and uh, and the longer distances, and looks to have a bright future.
0: Yeah, he, he looks like he's a big boy out there on the racetrack. He's definitely a horse that's built for those 400 and the 450s. Uh, I would like to see what he can do going 550. Yeah, I mean that's that's a runner right there. So, congrats to the connections of Jessica Cartel winning the second trial of the night and posting the fastest qualifying time by far. I mean that time of 19 1950 is a time we haven't seen in years. Yeah, I think he's had fire run in the 19 mid 50s, 1955, 54, but uh, Justin Cartel 1950 and did it with ease. Final eighth was 9.38. I mean he was motoring.
1: Yeah, I think we both looked at that. I mean, especially when you had Mooney Blues who I don't I, I don't think anyone really expected uh that horse to be able to put up that kind of time so we we're, you know, kind of questioning what the time was but uh just was motoring there oh, at the man. end. Uh, it turned out you know everything was legit and uh he just was powering home, you know, with uh one of the best final 8s we've seen in a long when time. You
0: co- when you can when you can cuz when you compare actually when you add uh, how good of a star Money Blues had, and then you add how strong of a finish Jessica Cortell had. Yeah, uh, the more you look at it, you're like, man, that was a legitimate 1950 there clocking. So, congrats to those two there running a huge effort to set themselves apart as the fastest two qualifiers. A political lady, third fastest, Jess Case, the fourth fastest, Se Vapor Troll, the winner of the first trial of the night there. Uh, for Mike Robbins from the inside, inside post there from the rail, 1985. Look good doing it. Mm-hmm. Want to say drifted out maybe a little bit, uh? uh little cake? You know, if I, I I don't really remember. I
1: know he was just dueling the whole way, and uh, and he just proved best there at the end. I was really expecting a, a better effort out of twenty one guns.
0: Yeah, I w- that was my surprise. And I, yeah,
1: I, I... he he still only finished you know half length behind. But I really thought he would be able to beat SC Vapor Trail, especially with that outside mm-hmm. post. But you know, give it up to SC Vapor Trail, and Yashira Vista was right there. Yes. You know, that was a little bit of a long shot mm-hmm. play. That one I think is getting better the more time uh, it's been here at Los Al, but I think that second trial was definitely the the standouts of this field.
0: Yeah, a political stone there, uh, Vapor patrol, 1985, a political stone, perfect Louisiana, Cheshire Vista, 21 guns, and then uh, a a pretty live long shot that I talked about on air. That one, a blue suit there, would also sneak in as a 10 fastest qualifier. But yeah, the horse to beat, Jesso Cartel. That's uh that's going to be the horse to beat come. And one week's time, here for for the finals of the Golden State Derby. Um, what do you think, Jessica Cartel? I,
1: you know, I think it's going to be uh, for a horse like him. I think it's going to come down to a, a post position for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, he definitely looks like you know the best. I I don't think Mooney Blues can repeat that effort.
0: No, I, uh, I think she ran so well because of the freshening.
1: Yeah, and you know she just really. Broke out of there as sharp as can be. I don't think you could get a better start than that. And she still couldn't beat just a cartel. So uh, that has me worried about Mooney Blues in the final. But uh, yeah, just a cartel, the one to beat right now.
0: All right. That's a little preview, uh, recap and preview of the finals for the John Deere and the Golden State Derby. All right. How far are we from uh, the next Futurity Trials? PC QHRA, I want to say late September, early October?
1: Yeah, that'll be um, in September because the sale will be. Yeah, I I believe it's usually the first week of October.
0: Yeah, so Uh, that's when they have the finals. So the the sale coincides with the finals. Yeah, I think the sale is the first week of October. So we did the math. The trials will be late September. Yeah. So up until then, is the belt in your corner?
1: I uh, had you know you had a great consensus last time. Meanwhile, I had a poor one, but I still was able to uh, <laughs> hold on to the belt and beat the professor. Uh, that's three in a row so far wow. this year. I'm three, many, three and one against him. So, how
0: many pizzas does does he owe us?
1: Uh, he he might as well buy stock in the local <laughs> pizza chain that he goes. To. Shout out to Papa Pilo's, uh the best pizza in town. Uh, we we love to go there and grab uh, the pies from there all the time. But yeah, Orlando, he he now owes three pizzas. So
0: wasn't he trying to? Wasn't he trying to stock up on frozen? What was the name of that uh, old school oh, pizza? Oh, the, the Mama Celeste, the Mama the one dollar personal clutch. pizzas. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, he,
1: you know, he's <laughs> the bad guy in this rivalry. He's always trying to con his way out of pizzas. He's always sending me the, you know, something wrong with the PP's. Horses don't have works that are coming in from Wyoming and Idaho and. And uh, he's always got something up his sleeve.
0: Oh, man, the Mama Celeste. <laughs> the pepperonis that are just like little, They look like little bits of bacon in yeah. pepperoni.
1: Yeah, uh, he's always trying to pull off that or, or go to Little Caesars <laughs> and get those $5 hot and ready's.
0: Hey, Little Caesars are on a pinch, they come in clutch for 5 bucks, <laughs> But not nah, not right here, Professor G. We want the real deal with, uh, with Papa Pilos. All right, let's look at a Saturday, August 11th card here at Los Alamitos. Pretty good card. Uh, and we have the featured event, the Bank of America, California Regional Challenge. Very quality field, uh, very quality stacked field. One name missing that we thought we, we could have seen was He's a Dash of Fire. Mm-hmm. He's not in it. Uh, and I think that's that's too bad because it would have been a great, great race. But yes. uh, we still have a pretty good field there matching up in the featured event.
1: Yeah, I was a little worried about them bringing back He's Dash of Fire um back in two weeks he ran a pretty uh game race yeah. last time there in, in the spencer child you know he looked phenomenal but uh you know bringing him back in two weeks I, I don't think that would have fared well i think he still was the best out of this group but you know i'm kind of glad that they they're taking their time with him. you know he's, he's older now yes. so he, he's gonna need the time in between races
0: i agree so uh but still we'll talk about that effort later on tonight let's kick off the night with race number one and we we don't usually do a lot of pre-show meetings per se Mm -hmm. but today we actually did because we wanted to scratch each other's head on 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 that allowance later on tonight but we got to talking about a little bit of the other races and uh i don't think we're very creative throughout the card but let's give it a shot here four and a half thoroughbred claimers there 3200 in race number one three olds and up which i've never won two races and this is the kind of the kind of field where I can see quite a few bit of claims in this field of eight. Uh, who did you pick on top here?
1: Yeah, I thought this was a pretty competitive race here. I uh, had a lot of speed horses, and I think a couple of the big players are, are ones that are going to have to sit right behind. For my top pick, I went with the four Zachian. Uh For my dad going for his third one in a row, uh, he actually won for this same condition, the uh, non-winners of two for 3,200, uh, two outs back. And there's a lot of speed in here, but I like that this horse can be versatile. Uh, that win two outs back, he, he sat just a length off the pace. and He bit around the turn and then he drew clear. So I'm going to go with him as my top pick.
0: All right. Sacking uh, there, we are, are in agreement here. I like this horse right back. Looks strong. I think the last time out of 15 to 1, we're like, all right, let's see him do it again. Yeah. He did it again. Uh, he looks strong once again, winning by over five lengths. Uh, Rimbich was a well beaten second there. And who he was uh, finishing third, but I, I like the way he accelerated, and he's definitely the horse to beat. For my second choice, this is probably going to be my prize play of the night. I'm talking about the seven Hollycat here for Louis Broderick. First off, the claim looked good winning last time out in 51 and 3. Also showed a good acceleration around the turn there. Uh, Kelly McDade jumps aboard, goes up in class a little bit, but there's some good, consistent form in that field, in that in those races, excuse me. Uh, and I'll pick him uh, for I'll pick him for second at eight to one. Uh, so that's probably going to be my price play of the night. And then moose on the lose the six horse. Angie Aquino, Christian Aragon. This one coming in from the daytime. Uh, that was a much tougher field there. Uh, you see the the names New Karma, Fort Lewis, Rivers, Adriatic Sun, and that five furlong starter claiming event there. Now drops in class. That win two starts back at Oak Tree and Pleasanton and looked pretty sharp there. Uh, winning in 58 flat uh, after showing good amount of speed. So uh, I going to see what this horse can do here over, uh, under the lights for the first time. So I'll go 4, 7, and 6.
1: Yeah, I like Moose on the Loose in uh, my second spot. Uh, everything you said just carries a, a bunch of speed and really had that nice win two outs back. Is going to have to compete with the two grass runner yeah. and the seven holly cat for the lead. But I think Moose on the Loose is probably the best of those three. Uh, That's why I didn't go with the two grass runner, because I I think that horse just needs, you know, a a lone lead to win. Every time he gets challenged, he kind of weakens there in the stretch. My third spot, I went with the one gutsy streak, who I think, besides uh, Zakian, should be able to sit, you know, a stocking trip and be able to pounce in the stretch. You know, I I liked four back. I was down by two and a half and closed, only lost by a half to rival Bonmont in here. Mm -hmm. But Bonmont seems to be going the other way. And gutsy streak is going to be first time off the claim for Jesus Nunez. I think uh, if, if this one can outfinish Zakian should be right there.
0: All right. So recap. I'll go four seven six. Four six one. Ooh. Good start there. We agree with the checkmark, but underneath, you can see a little bit of a price place underneath there. All right. Race number two. Going to be an eight hundred and seventy yard event for a quarter horses and thoroughbreds, but no quarter horse in this field. Field of eight, and I thought it was a very competitive group to kick off here. Uh the lock of the night lock of the oh. night is gonna be in this race, and I'll give you a guess okay, you, right off the bat, you know it's not gonna be the five, it's not the morning, yes, so give me a guess here who do you think is gonna be my lock of the night
1: well i think I think you'd probably go with the three family rules,
0: yeah, you, you know, just uh that was a better than look second last time out uh I like how this horse was looking around the turn the my event start was long gone, but uh you know she never quit uh. The same the same race comes out of with a stately command there. Oh, three starts back. But I like family, how family rule, l- rules look there. John Jude, a rider that um, this is only, I think, his third lifetime career mount. Is it? Yeah, I searched Equibase. Uh, I couldn't find any other stats for him. Uh, so let's see if John Jude can get the job done here. 13-1, to 1, last time out, finished second. Uh, two starts back. Very good second there behind Sharp Holiday going four and a half over the nighttime oval. I think there's more speed to be had. I like the price. I think just because of the jockey and the trainer combination, we're going to get a generous four to one morning line. He'll get that down in a little bit, but I think the price will still be right. So I'll make family rules my lock of the night.
1: Yeah, I think the the three has a big shot. I, I put family rules in my second spot, but I also have a lock of the night what? here we're gonna be
0: dueling oh, wow. lock of
1: the night oh man this
0: My, is...
1: mine's not very exciting uh-huh. but i went with the five show okay okay uh, i like the condition in here you know never won an 870 uh, this horse only lost by a neck you know last time at uh or uh yeah last time at 870 but this has plenty of speed last time was seen in the daytime oval going five furlongs and I uh, lost the whip at the quarter pole and, and weakened, but I think the shortening back up uh, you know, about a furlong and gum, uh, comes back to the nighttime, drops in class. This one's always well out there on the lead. Yeah. I, I think family rules are going to have to catch
0: Shawula. Yeah, that, that's, that's the plan right, right there. I do agree that the five is a main threat. So we're flipping and flopping here. I like 3-5. You like 5-3. For the long shot there, I'll give you the two sailor command if you're playing trifectas, superfectas. Like I mentioned, this horse uh, ran third behind Foundry Rules, two starts back. Last time out, had to steady there as the betting favorite, going four and a half furlongs. Finished third there in a better-than-look effort, just missing second by a neck. So I think this horse is going to be solid price, 15-1 on the morning line. Can make a little bit of noise underneath, so I'll go three, five, and two.
1: Yeah, I went five, three, and four. I think uh, Justin Clark's horse, part of my uh, heart on the outside. Yeah, it's three to one, but it's coming off a layoff here. And it's entered not to be claimed, so it's protected. But I don't think this horse has enough early speed for 870. I I think I'm going to like it uh, going four and a half next time if he stretches it back out. Because I think family rules is going to get the first shot at Shaula. But I think going forward, uh, part of my heart should be better. And I think can be right there in the third spot.
0: That's going to be race number two, by the way. How did our locks do last week? I I know mine was that two-year-old that I can't remember the name that just scrambled out of the gate and, and did a fire. But w- which one was yours?
1: Was yours was yours tough enough, Jess? Was that who it was? Yeah, was it? Was that the Jaime
0: one? Yes. Yes, okay. it was.
1: Because that was yeah, that was to the inside of Stevie B flash Yeah,
0: that was in post eight, I remember.
1: Yeah, so I think you can just you know dismiss that effort. Um who, but who was yours? I, I had oh god, the Michael Curtis horse. Uh, that ran down. I can remember the horse he beat, Monty. Yes, yeah. for Keith Craig. Oh, he
0: did win, right?
1: Uh, yeah, he. Yeah. Uh, I thought the class would prevail; that he'd get a nice uh, thank you. There you go. Thank you,
0: everybody. There you go. There you go.
1: But uh, <laughs> yeah, I just can't remember who it was. I can't remember the name either. Michael Curtis in eight seventies. Uh, that's one of my angles, <laughs> and uh, he ran down Monty, who was. Uh, who was a pretty big favorite there and uh, got the score. Yeah, so so uh, hopefully some of you guys catch.
0: Yeah, since we were talking about the locks, I, I remember to see what, what we had done. <laughs> uh, but I did remember mine was completely eliminated, so nothing of like that. But, yeah, that's, that is, that is. I remember now, nice call. I did remember the, the the Michael Curtis 870 angle for you. Had to work for it. Oh, yeah. Like needed every bit of that stretch to get up, right?
1: Yeah, because uh, Monty, you knew was going to be out there. Yeah. Had I think the previous race had won by like eight lengths. Yeah. But uh, just warmed down uh, along the inside and got the
0: got the money that race. All right, that's uh, race number two. I'll go three, five, two. Five, three, three four. All right, race three. Uh, the start, not the start of the pick six. We have a uh, nine races, so the pick six will begin in race four. But you can begin rolling pick threes here in race number three. I wasn't very creative in this field and. Uh, I want to hear what you thought. Are, are you going anything creative in this spot?
1: Yeah, I tried to beat the one and the two horse, uh, the the two morning line favorites here. I went with uh, my Yannette angle mm-hmm. in, in 870s and uh, four and a half furlong hook races. I, I think she She's does been very having well.
0: having a terrific season.
1: Yeah, she gets these horses to the front, and, and Chris Russell just sends these horses and gets them to the lead and gets them in a good spot to win. You know, uh, they're, they're never behind. They're usually out there, and if they can hold on, they're usually pretty successful there. But uh, I like the outside here, and I feel that's pretty paceless. Uh, I think the one and the two, Revabella, are, are going to be sitting off of off- Awesome Romance. So I think she can get out to the lead and hopefully hold on.
0: And if you're wondering why uh, our podcast quality, sound quality has gone up, is because we have a special producer on the case. We're talking about Matt Rasky. He is a, an officially, officially our producer.
1: You don't want to take any credit for this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, Lee, he sneaks out <laughs> the door
1: so, so no. it's always fun to have either uh, Orlando or Mark or yeah. Burghardt come by yeah
0: yeah, no but uh, Mark uh, is a, a fixture here in the press box <laughs> and we always tease back and forth with him but he was walking in the door so I was, <laughs> I, was I wanted to tease him there so uh, yeah race number 3 you like Yanni on the outside yes. 3 to 1 I can see everything you're building there for uh, the only thing that worries me that second behind Sonnet's Joy Son of Joy came back to win after that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to say Son of Joy snuck up the rail in both of those outings, if I remember correctly. So we'll see what kind of trip Awesome Romans can get from the outside draw. Uh, I picked uh, the morning night favorite here on top, Baby Beauty, coming out for that higher level there, $5,000 claimers, now winners of two. Finishing third behind Cadog. Cowdog got the win. Oh,
1: my gosh. Finally, I got that monkey <laughs> off my back. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to let down any more people. I was waiting for the the tweets of uh Cowdog Lost did, again. But...
0: did Cow Dog uh did Cowdog get clean?
1: No, they didn't wow. claim Cow Dog, but they did claim uh Cow Cali Gauchis.
0: Cow Cali uh, got the, clean.
1: You know the, the was great up eight? Yeah, eight thousand wow. and uh Paul Jones took her. Uh, that's a si-
0: great look, at eight thousand I would claim that horse as well.
1: Yeah. Uh Paul seems to be going around and claiming just the fastest uh thoroughbred horses that mm-hmm. he can find to go eight seventies. I heard uh the rumor is uh he's been wanting to get more into the thoroughbred business. Okay. So uh I don't know, maybe he's practicing with some of the lower level claimers here, but uh best of luck to him. Cal Caligauchi's I think won five or six for us. So yeah. uh she she did very well. Uh but we were sad to see her go.
0: Cal Caligauchi's was I think my luck of the night twice in that span. And obviously I I got that one at the best price I could have ever gotten here because I made that with my lock of the night before he got the first win under your dad's barn i think after off a travel trip off a troubled trip excuse me since then she won like he or she is it a he or she
1: i think it's a she i i don't know i'm horrible with that i i apologize
0: on air sometimes i'm like he or she i'm horrible with that
1: quarters george he always tells you it's a she not a not a he or (laughs) it's a he not a look whatever i'm sorry i can't if that's the worst thing i do when i handicap then then i must be doing all right me too yeah but anyway yeah um Got claim from us. Now in the barn of Paul Jones. Uh, we'll see what he does. Maybe uh, raises her up. I know my dad tried to go across town uh, one race and was success- uh, successful, but brought her back here and got the win last week.
0: So uh, it was a successful night for Chuck Barn. I think if Calcali Gatches comes back and enters at the same level, your dad might claim that one back.
1: Yeah, he's uh pretty fond of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Horses, yeah. when he finally figures them out and and they run good for him, he's not afraid to go back yeah. in and get them.
0: I like that angle as well. So I'll pick Baby Beauty here, coming off of that Cowdog race. The Tura Bella is going to be my second choice. First up to clean for Esso Nunez. Juan Sanchez jumps aboard for the first time. It was a horse that wasn't in all that bad of a of a form, two and three and four starts back. Uh, comes out of a uh, common race there. Actually, it does not. Comes out of a, a race where she did face Sonnet Joy, the same rival that beat Awesome Roman. So there's a little bit of a cross form. Maybe you want to you want to combine some of that form. So I'll go one, two, seven. No real surprise for me here in race number three. Uh, pretty formful.
1: Yeah, just uh, same numbers, different order. Seven, one, two.
0: All right, race number four. The start of the pick six, and we're switching down to the straightaway here in race number four. We got quarter horses, maiden claimers for sixty-two fifty. Two-year-olds going 300 yards, field of seven, and uh, kart tricks towards the outside is going to be your slight morning nine choice at 9-5. to five. Did you go to the outside?
1: I went with the number three uh, okay. Masters mm-hmm. uh, for Monte Arosa. me race. Uh, yeah, just was outworked by a length and three quarters by Stevie B. Flash mm-hmm. of cash there in that July 3rd work, and then had his debut... And uh, just was fractious in the gate and bumped at the start. But I thought was leveling off pretty nicely. And uh, only lost by a length and a quarter there. But he's going to have to mind his gate manners and uh, get a better break. But I like the drop down to 62.50. Uh, Ayala opts for the seven card tricks, which does have me a little worried. But I I think there's a little value for the Masters to improve second time.
0: I do agree. I think the the three has plenty of upside. Uh, But I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up on Legally Hot. I am not. Finally, you're this going course, back to the well she, again. She finally drops in class. This might be the race that I finally get even with Legally Hot. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to unload the tacos uh, money fund to get even on Legally Hot. But, you know, this start of the pick six, the three and the seven is going to be competitive. They're going to take some play. I'm going to take a shot here and play a small pick six ticket and single right off the bat. If she can finally break, hopefully the class drop helps. Uh, she's had a little bit of excuses each and every start. Uh, but maybe she's just one of those horses just likes to find trouble. Uh, she's had plenty of chances, but first time up for a tag, we'll see what Legally Hot can do. The three is my second choice here. Uh, Monte Rosa owned in training. There's a Bono jazz, mono jazz gelding there. Good, Look good in that second effort on debut after getting fractures and getting buffed. Well, it's almost a length clear, of the third place finisher. I think the three definitely has plenty of room to improve. But I do agree that the seven horse has the Ayala factor, mm-hmm. another drop in class, and gets the outside draw for the first time. That's some of the best angles that you can get for some of this kind of level of, of quarter horse claiming events. Uh, and Terry Knight, the barn, has been rolling on all cylinders with uh, with uh, five winners from 12 starts. So I'll go 5-3-7. Not, not a lot of ingenuity for me here. Uh, very formful. But then this is the start of the pick six. Uh, I might right off the bat just single legally hot.
1: Yeah, I same numbers again, just a little different order. I went three seven five.
0: Yeah, I didn't see much from the from the first time starter there flying away to really warrant that this one could fire a big effort. Uh wait for a race from that one. So all right, pretty formful there. Five three seven. Three seven five. All right, race number five. You can start a mid card double here in race number five. There is no show wagering in this field of six, three hundred yards, quarter horses made in claimers for the bottom. Claiming level of 2,500. My favorite is going to be the one Corona's Rhythm for Heslinius and Hyder Rangel. Ag High Desert homebred, uh, homebred here is going to draw the inside post and taking a drop in class to his level for the first time.
1: Yeah, I I'm not totally thrilled with uh, the top horses in here. Uh, it looks like maybe something could happen, but yeah, I went along with the rail horse Corona Rhythm. Yeah. Uh, just drops down to the $2,500 level. You know, this is the bottom was, was green early, mm-hmm. finished out. Okay. For 5,000 only lost by, you know, three quarters of a length and the time before that for 8,000 only lost by a neck. So, you know, carries the best numbers here and definitely looks like a major player for second. I went with the six, six run Bella, uh, the other EG high desert farm mm-hmm. horse, uh, look like they thought maybe this horse had a little more upside than the one yeah. in the beginning. You know, they're running in, in maiden and then right into fraternity trial. And was running against the you know the tough horses we always speak of Pack Light, you know Tack Me Up, SC Coronado, Razzle Dazzle, some of the horses like that. But you know has has slowly dropped down the ladder here. But it draws the outside, and I'm hoping a clean path can get this horse there.
0: Yeah. So uh, you're going to go one six five? Yes. I like one five six. So we agree with the check mark here, Coronas Rhythm, and I'll tell you why. You know sometimes I, when you see connections dropping to this level, to the bottom for these uh, two year olds. Sometimes you see in the form a 7th and a 10th, and then all the way down to the bottom. Yeah. But this horse, a 4th, a 3rd by an neck, a 3rd by 3 quarters, being competitive in all three starts. Uh, I think they're trying to drop and just get a win. I think this horse is well-meant. Uh, obviously, he's obviously very uh, low on the morning line there, a 4 to 5. But I think with a clean start, he is the horse to beat. The 5 Magic starting line with a good gate speed has broke on top of the last two starts. And anytime you can get out of the gate at this kind of level, you're going to you're going to get those wins eventually. Yeah. Uh, I think this could be the spot to do it. And then six over, six and run Bella on the outside, the other EG High Desert Farms like you mentioned, um, got fractured last time out. Never really fired there against four thousand dollar claimers, but you know that effort three starts back finishing third there behind Chickafoos in that sixteen thousand dollar maiden claimer event fits very well against this field. So we just draw a line through those last two races. This horse warrants plenty of respect at four to one, so I'll go one five six here in race number five,
1: and I'll go one six five.
0: Yeah, so we're in agreement. Well, we haven't been very creative in the last two or three races, so let's see if that changes as we approach the late pick four, race number six, three hundred yards, maiden claimers, twenty thousand dollars. So you're gonna play, uh, pay a pretty more, little more chunk of change here for these quarter horses, going three hundred yards, field of seven. And uh, who did you end up picking here on top?
1: You know, even though I I, I tell people, beware the two post. (laughs) Uh, I just love the way that PCR Classy Cartel debuted here at Los Al. You know, after coming in from uh, Lethbridge, I just thought it was a really good uh, second out there. You know, veered in, bumped, and I accelerated well. And I'm pretty sure grabbed the lead before uh farm boy uh payday mm-hmm. you know eventually Rally. rallied mm-hmm. and uh and passed him but you know lugged out past the the eighth pole but I really like the acceleration on this horse and uh I think is drawn between you know two horses that are probably slow breakers so I give him a big shot here.
0: Yeah I was I was visually impressed there with that effort. Didn't didn't have too much trouble and overall was a game effort there uh and just got past caught late there by farm boy payday. I picked the two for a second my s- Top tree is going to be on the outside. Get it hot here for Matt Fells and this homebred for Martha Wells. Walk to Fire out of the Separatism. Area. Get it together. Good third on debut there. Just missed by a neck at sixteen to one. Then came back against Retreaty Trial Foes in that race where High Little Kinley finally broke through. Yes. And I thought it was a, a pretty good effort. Good good effort there to finish fourth behind that runaway winner. So I like the outside draw. I like the drop in class. Lightly race. I'll make Get It Hot my top choice. For my third choice, I'll go to the three here. Valentine and for Chris Odell, Eduardo, and Ocasio. Was 2 to 1 last time out, but didn't get away to the best of starts. A little bit sluggish, got bumped, uh, but was closing the gap late there, finishing fourth by half a length. So I'll give that one a little bit of an excuse. Now, second time off the brief layoff, dropping class for attack for the first time. And uh, Odell has been on a roll, like we've said all year long. So I'll go 7 2.
1: Yeah, I went two, seven, four. Only one that we didn't talk about. Uh, you look fine mm-hmm. for Paul Jones there in the four spot. This horse has trouble finishing, but drops down uh, down to the $20,000 uh, claiming level. You know, first time for a tag. It tends to break quick, which is, I'm hoping this horse can, can break quicker than Valiant Titan, who seems to be a little slow early, get the jump and, and maybe drift in. Because uh, if you give Valiant Titan uh, a clear path, uh, he's going to run. Yeah. He's going to be finishing there along, but I thought he was plugging along there, but I'm hoping uh, you look fine, can can break well, and uh, maybe if uh, the other ones get some trouble, can finally uh, find a little class relief here and get a win. All
0: right. You like look You look fine there for third. You were looking for a trifecta super horse, vector horse at a price. Oh, I could probably give you a look here to the five dash and JB. I thought it, uh, that seventh place finish was worth worse than what it appears on paper. Uh, I th- no, let me rephr- rephrase that. It's worse than it looks on paper. Like uh, on the on the replay, I think the five ran okay for a debut, uh, dropping in class. You know, a super effective horse there at twelve to one. I think the five it, it could be a good use. So I'll go seven two three two seven four. All right, that's the start of the late pick four. race number seven, three hundred thirty yards, um, maintenance, and these are straight maintenance and no claiming tag here for this field of eight. Uh, pretty good competitive fuel. We're going to get into the last three races where I think we find our, ourselves uh, with very good fuels to talk about. But uh, who did you end up liking here? I think the morning line there suggests that 4, 5, and 7 are going to be pretty even heading to the gate as far mm-hmm. as odds go. Uh, but did you pick any of those three on top?
1: Yeah, I finally uh, found a little price I okay. could play here. I went with the 7, Galloping Goddess, uh, 5 to 1 on the like morning this. line. Felix Gonzalez and Jose Nicasio. Uh, climbs aboard, replacing Jonathan Roman, who's been on uh, the first two starts, and it has had trouble trips in both starts. But uh, I'm just going to go back to the debut there in the, in the maiden race. I'm going to throw out the last start of the fraternity trial. You know, I had a bunch of trouble there. But in the maiden, uh, broke in, drifted in, and but was really finishing well and, and almost got the score there, went 1585. I think if, she, uh, you know, she can improve off that, you know, show that closing late kick. We're, we are going 330. Yep. Uh, I think she should be able to handle that. Uh, I'm hoping we can finally get a nice little price here uh, on Saturday I night. think
0: you're going to get it because uh, the 4, 5, and 7 are lower in the morning line. So essentially, you've got the fourth choice on the morning line on top. And that's just by a point because the 6 kiss, kiss and forgive out of that good mare forgive him Yes uh, has shown promise, finishing third and last two starts, maybe getting back into form. So uh you're gonna get i think you're gonna get a solid prize on galloping goddess who i have as my third choice my top choice is gonna be the five just cuz here for Matt Fells. uh i like the way this horse looked last time out i didn't know what to expect in the first start here in, in california i've been off since april came back with a very good second the winner was just much the best that night and racy's favorite yeah who i believe is from monty
1: yeah that, that's uh one of monty's horses yeah. uh She just went out there and crushed that night. Nobody's going to beat Racy's favorite that night. So
0: the battle was for second, and just because got the nose down in front, the neck down in front, excuse me, to win second by a neck in front of charging Corona. I like the way this Philly finished through the wire. That was 300 yards. Gets an extra 30 30 yards tonight. Second time over the track. Second time under the lights. I like to see a lot of positives there. So uh, just because there is going to be my pick on top for my second choice, I'll go to the outside here. Once you have it, look. The first time shotter for the Lynn Melton Barn, and Spackman racing. Homebred for them by One Sweet Jess out of the Corona got a Corona Habit. I like the drill there back on the 24th of July. I like the action. I like how fluid the stride was there. Uh, and we'll see what this one can do from this outside draw. So I go 5-8 and 7. I do like the 7 for third. So 5-8-7 here for me.
1: I went 7-4-5 uh, uh, for the second spot. I went to the 4. That's my church. Uh, For Monty, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: uh, Rosa, we got uh, uh, Jesus Ayala climbing a board here for another Ayala out of state. I wonder
0: if they're related.
1: You know, I would assume so. Right? I mean, pretty good riders uh, usually come from the same families. And then, especially in the quarter horse world, it's a little more uh, tighter, close-knit community. You know what?
0: Since since, uh, Ayala rode for for Monty over there, this one, uh, from Jerome. I'm going to ask Monty next time I see him. Uh, to see if he knows if these Ayala's are really related because first time I looked at it, I was like, oh, they could be related. Yeah. Hopefully, we could see uh, another Ayala coming over to Los Al.
1: Yeah, if he's anything like his brother. We could could use another Ayala. He can come in here and pick up a whole lot of mounts quickly, I think.
0: Well, I'll do some investigation there with Monty, but yeah, tell me why you like the four.
1: Uh, It was uh, competitive out of state, but Was uh seemed pretty quick there, and uh, it comes in here. Monty knows how to get them ready when they come from out of state, and Ayala climbs aboard like I said in the drill on uh, July twenty eighth. Broke well and uh, was asked a few times early, and then ridden out. It was a a solo drill, but you know I I think twelve four was a pretty good first out there. Wasn't asked that much, so I think it'd have a good debut here in the seventh.
0: All right, it's a very very tricky field. I could see you know the six and the seven there. Uh, obviously popping up with a big effort, but I'm sticking with the five on top. So I'll go 5-8-7. Seven. Seven, right, that's the start of the late pick three. There's two races left. You know what time it is. The late daily double. And uh, this is a tricky field of the night for me. Yes, this would, is the one
1: I, we spoke about earlier.
0: I could have flipped the coin as far as my top two, but I do have one opinion, and that is tossing the three. I'm beating... I'm tossing to, the three? I'm trying to beat the three here. That's the only opinion I can build up on. Okay. I'm trying to beat the three, and it's a flip point between my top two, but I'll let you go first here in race number eight.
1: Yeah, I don't blame you uh, for trying to to beat the favorite in here. I went over this race. This one took me the longest uh, amount of time to handicap on the night. Uh, The three is going to be my top pick, though.
0: Okay.
1: You know, uh, one of three entrants for Jose Flores and and Cruz Mendez opts to ride this one over the six uh, captain on takeoff. But I think this horse is going to like the the 300 yard distance. You know, she's always seems to be quick out of the gate. You know, four outs back actually won a Derby trial for the PCQHRA, and uh, actually beat LD's back and Kitty Up Cowgirl. You know, we don't have to the names r- are really there. say. Oh, yeah. it. You know, that was a, a pretty good group right there. But I, I think just has a you know a trouble free start. I think can get the money here.
0: And how about this? You know, like you mentioned, one of the three here for Jose Flores. Let's talk a little bit about that angle. Sometimes we we read into the human nature of of uh of racing as well sometimes we see oh, a rider jumps off of this horse to so go ride that one Well, yeah. oh, a trainer has three which one is the most live uh but uh, you told me a pretty funny story as you were looking at race one you seen your dad had a few and uh obviously a lot of people might wonder this oh, i wonder who's the strongest one are they <laughs> entering are they entering two to make the race go well, well uh, but what did what did you ask your dad
1: yeah. So uh, again, yeah, you know, stupid me. I tried to get uh, some inside information for you guys out of my dad. I said, uh, "Who's this race uh, for? You know, who who's entered for who? Is it Grassrunner? Is any entered for uh, Zakian or Zakian entered for Grassrunner?" And he goes, "They're both gonna win." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for that inside info."
0: So yeah. So sometimes, like we talked about it, sometimes the horses. You know the barn just has horses that fit the con the claim- the the condition. Yes. And they enter them. You no, know, you know sometimes we we as horse players we try to read too much too much into it. Sometimes there's there's really something there. Sometimes there's not. So.
1: Yeah, especially when you have big barns. Yeah. Like Jesus Nunez and Jose Flores mm-hmm. that have all these horses. You know, the, you're bound to just have ones that end up you know in the same condition. And uh, I believe, you know, a couple of these were. In last week, mm-hmm. uh, or, or in last time, again, were one of three entrants for Jose Flores. So, yeah, we, you, you tend to run into that here at Los Alamitos. So,
0: uh, this one, Ms. jet just not coming off of a layoff there since January. Did have a nice bullet drill back on the June 26th. Uh, 12 flat there from the gate, the fastest of six workouts in the morning. So, we'll see uh, what she can do. I'm just worried that maybe she's not the same horse we've seen uh, back into your campaign. So I'm going to try to beat her. I picked the one. We like Corona on top here. The other Jose Flores for Eduardo Necasio Um I like that re- Eduardo stays aboard. Finished a good third, three starts back behind Alicity and Gronkowski. And that was a fast race. He stopped the clock at 1545. This one was just ne- a neck behind behind, uh, behind Gronkowski. Yeah. I thought it was a better-to-look third. Last time out, didn't get out to the best of starts and pretty much lost all chance after that. So I'm going to draw a line through that effort last time out. Focus on the start, two starts back, and a repeat of that effort makes this one very, very tough in this field. So I'll pick the one on top for second. Picking your dad here, Chuck Trees, uh, Ramon Sanchez, time for Soli. a horse that, believe it or not, I, this horse has run very well 100 yards, but I've been waiting for him to run a little bit more consistently going, going a little bit longer. So now back at 300 yards. Uh, I think maybe this horse got a little bit better out of the gate with those hundred-yard 100 dashes. We'll see what Ramon Sachs can do, but at five to one, I think that horse is worth a gamble. So one four, and then the two here you can fly for Mike Castleman. Ayala lands on this one. You know, after he had been on time for Stoli. Uh this one last competed in the Denim and Diamonds back on seventeenth uh, of February. Mike Castleman, off the layoff, he can get the horse to fire yeah. fresh. That's always one of my angles for Mike Castleman. Uh, he can get him ready to go. Brings in a workout of 1240. It's not from the gate, just a turn work there. Uh, but that's pretty good solid clocking for a turn work here for the barn of Mike Castleman. And a Ayala jumping aboard is always a good thing as well. So uh, I'll go 1, 4, and 2.
1: Yeah, I went 3, 4, and 1. I, I do like uh, Sanchez returning for Time for yeah. Stoli. He he's about the only rider that's uh finally got him into the winner yeah. circle. So I'm banking on uh just that combination of Sanchez <laughs> and Time for Stoli hooking up once again uh can put him in the winner circle when yeah I think before I, I was kinda flattening out on Time for Stoli. And then I went with the one we like Corona who, you know, a few years ago would have been three to five in this yeah. race. Uh mm-hmm. but just uh has been regressing, but I think fits at this level like you said. I think should outbreak the two you can fly I think so. uh, who, you know, I think of more of a, a, as a closer, but, you know, Ayali gets back aboard, you know, best gate jockey we have here. But, you know, I like, uh, we like Corona there in the third spot. So I'll go three, four, one.
0: All right. So uh, recap three, four, one for you. I'll go one, four, two. All right. The featured event of the night, the Bank of America, California regional challenge field of eight. The winner gets to represent California in the Bank of America challenge Championship. Here are Los Alamitos later in the year. Field of 8. And uh, if I remember correctly, you have a little bit of a side wager with someone. This, this is event. a
1: this is a big pizza wager here. <laughs> oh. I don't know if you guys, maybe you saw Quarters GD's tweet about the poll yes. on uh, on Twitter there. But he's going BH Lisa's boy. I'm going Hold Air Hostage. Ooh. We draw right next to each <laughs> oh, other. I, I like this. I hate that I got the two posts. <laughs> yes. I, I thought of all <laughs> the, the posts I could have gotten. Yeah, why'd I have to get the two? But you know, what do? You, what more can you say about Holder hostage? He's, you know, already a millionaire. Yeah, he he just breaks like a rocket. The only time he lost recently was to Jesse's first down. I think the big uh, change that we kind of have to talk about here is that it goes uh, from the barn of James Paget uh, to Jaime Gomez. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had an uh, you know pretty good work there of seventeen eight. I thought maybe he'd go a little faster, you know, for a horse of his uh, reputation. Yeah. We saw he's a dash of fire go seventeen 50? fifty, yeah, yeah. and and it, and it looked really well. He wasn't pushed in this work, but you know, it was still a seventeen eight work. I think with his gate speed, uh, he should be able to get the BH Lisa's boy and hopefully hold on.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a great matchup here, drawn one and two. I went with BH Lisa's boy, the local horse, uh, who's every time I think he's he's up against it he always fires. Yes. He, that's something that I give, I give my, my hat to Bill Holberg and, and his crew there. This horse always tends to fire. You rarely see a bad effort here from him. Uh, I, I think he's, he's, he's well-meant here from the inside post, finished a very good second there in the best of maturity was closing ground. on Sully for spuds and just ran out of real estate. The true quarter horse distance of 440 yards. I love to see it. And, uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna to come to who who can out who. Yes. Uh, so it's gonna be fun. I'll go one, two, and then uh, the four kitties easy moves could be a potential upsetter here. Uh, look sharp. Three starts back in fifteen twenty seven, came back with a second in the vessel maturity trials there behind Tarzanito, and then finished fourth, probably just half a length uh, behind B H Lisa's boy. So it's not like a uh, he was too far back from that one. So. Uh, I think that six to one, that could be the potential upsetter if uh, one of the top two choices doesn't fire. So I'll go one, two, and four.
1: I went two, one, eight uh, for the third spot. Old uh, Kiss by an Eagle there on the outside for Ramon Figueroa. Uh, Ayala opts for BH Lisa's boy, Mm -hmm. uh, which tells me he's probably a little more confident in that one than the eight Kiss by an Eagle. But I just was going with horses that I think would, would like the extra 40 yards here, you know, we don't really run a whole lot of 440 yard races at Los Al. So no. Well, when you look at these, I think you do kind of have to assess them as like a 550 yard race. Yeah, I think so. Because some of these horses just, they get tired there at the end. They've been running 400 and a lot of times they've never been 440 yards. So that's why I went to the eight. Uh, this horse is always finishing, uh, has been right there um, in the SoCal Derby, finished second. I uh, was third in the low Al Super Derby, fourth in the Golden State Derby. So, you know, can usually uh fire on those comeback races after a five-month layoff there in july came back and won a 330-yard race so he's quick enough early to win and i think he's got the closing kick and could uh, be a little upset there on the outside
0: yeah it's gonna be interesting uh you know really looking to the matchup i hope everybody breaks clean this is the kind of race where you yeah. want to see the best from each and every horse so let's just hope for a clean start and uh We'll have a pizza match up there between you and George.
1: Yes, uh, it's going to be pretty exciting up here on, on Saturday night. At
0: this point, like, I think we've, there's like a miscount of how many pizzas is owed by who to who. <laughs> I think there's so many pizzas owed here in the test yeah. box that I think people lost count. Like we can literally have a pizza day every week and yeah. we'll we'll take it take us deep into October or November sometime. I
1: think that's why I put on like 20 or 30 pounds. It's just from all the pizza I eat up here in the press box alone. <laughs>
0: all right, that's the wrap on the 9 race program. We have a few tweets to answer, but let's take a quick break, grab a little a uh, little drink here and then we'll be right back after a short time out. After a brief intermission, we're back here uh finishing up this week's episode, but uh Curtis, I wanted to Talk about some tweets we got last week, and uh, I think you wrote a few of those out.
1: Yeah, we finally
0: got uh, some submissions for an Ask the Expert segment. Man. So this is uh, one of our, two of our, I think, seven total listeners. I yes. Think, uh, I think these are the frequent listeners. So uh, let's let's hear it.
1: Yeah. Shout out to uh, good old Lights yes. uh, for for asking. He asks, uh, "What's the deal with flipping halters,
0: and should I be worried?" Uh good question. Look. Like, um overall i think flipping halters are more of a positive than a negative negative when you see it on the paper uh it's obviously assigned that the connections want to improve the horse some way some form uh the negative could be that you see a horse that has had it five six seven times and there's just no improvement yes and that's when you're like okay then what's going to change this time um in retrospect it could be it could hurt hinder the the horse at that point because he's obviously not learning anything from it. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a flip of a coin. But for me, I think overall it's more beneficial, and uh, I wouldn't worry too much about it.
1: Yeah, you see a lot of uh, quarter horses where I'm out of state. If yes. if you watch uh, Remington, it looks like
0: almost Texas, every horse. Yeah, I,
1: I remember seeing a graphic where it said, uh, "You know, horses that had a, a flipping halter." I think it was Louisiana that posted uh, the graphic. And I think it was eight out of 10 Yeah. when out here at Los Al, you maybe see it, uh, two, three times a night. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. But I, I agree. Everything uh, you said, when you see a horse finally gets one, uh, I think maybe that's kind of a light bulb effect where mm-hmm. it could really help. And, uh, finally calm a horse down in the gate. Uh, but sometimes, you know, it's just a lost cause. If, if you see it on there every single time and the horse still isn't breaking, Uh, I think it's just, you know, really another piece of equipment that isn't probably to be taken that seriously. But uh, if if you didn't know, uh, flipping halter is just another halter that goes over uh, the bridle and it's either got a ring on top of the nose or or under the horse. And uh, they run a rope through there and they tie it in. And I think the only problem I have with it is sometimes when you get the flipping halter, you have the notice in the program where, the flipping halter's on there could be a delay in the gate opening yeah. and when that happens and the horse is uh, wearing a flipping halter uh, you're out of luck. the yeah. horse is still considered a starter and uh, if you if your gate opens uh, slightly late uh, it's it's just a product and and uh, it's just something to be aware of when you're playing a horse yeah. with a flipping halter. And
0: sometimes for people that don't watch a lot of quarter horse racing they might be tuning in for a race or two at La Salle. And then they see that the gate, one gate delayed in opening. They're like, oh, this is rigged. Yes. What is going on? What's was, happening at Los now? The gate never opened. Around. Yeah. So most of the time, you know, I can guarantee you that when that happens is because the horse is actually rearing the head back. Yes. So that's essentially he's pulling on the gate doors to stay them closed because he's leaning back on the gate. So when you see that happening uh, with, when, when a horse is wearing the flipping halter and the gates delay in opening or, or they don't open as much as quicker than the other ones – is because the horse is pulling on the flipping halter, essentially to prevent him from flipping. Yes, That's why it's called a flipping halter.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, another tool. Uh, if a horse really can't stay straight in the gate, uh, it's just going to keep their their head straight there, and it's to help with a better start. Sometimes, yes, uh, we do run into that problem where uh, the gate opens slightly late, but for the most part, uh, it's for the benefit of the horse and it could only make him better.
0: And by the way, uh, this just came to my mind. I think i seen someone post this maybe a week, last week or a week ago, but I wanted to ask you, because I, I don't know if our in our very first episodes when we really introduced our stories, did you ever really, did you ever consider training?
1: You know, I've probably, when I got out of high school, I, I thought about, but
0: really not that much.
1: I always wanted to be a writer. Yeah. I always wanted to be a jock, because I was, you know, really small when I was younger. Uh-huh. You know, I, I didn't really gain weight uh, until uh, probably I got out of high school and then, uh, uh, that's when I really probably started to grow. But, you know, when I was a freshman in high school, yeah. I, you know, I was like five, yeah, four, ready. you were like, I'm ready. Yeah. I was yeah. five, four, <laughs> like a, a 105 pounds. Yeah. But yeah. So I always wanted to be a, a rider, and I thought, you know, maybe my dad could train and I would be the rider. Yeah. but uh, no, I never really wanted to go into, into training. Uh, I kind of stayed on, on this side and, uh, just went into the horse ownership. Did
0: you, uh, did your dad ever like, Hey, come hang around the barn more or like, no, you know what,
1: he just, he never really asked me to go around. My dad kind of has uh, the attitude in life where uh, if, if someone really wants to do something, you don't have to ask them exactly. to come down. Yeah, They'll I'm go stinking. to you. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that just uh, wasn't the case. Uh, like I said, I, I just wanted to be a rider. Uh, when I got into owning horses, you know, we would, we would discuss it and, and uh, talk about it a lot. But no, that never really came up.
0: And, you know, to touch on that statement you said about if people want it, they'll come to you, right? Yeah. So that statement, I want to ask about training. So isn't it funny that when your dad ships across town, they consider him more the quarter horse trainer? Yeah. And when he's here at La Salle, they consider him the third red trainer. So it's like, at that point, you're like, it's hard to draw and get potential owners because you're considered the third red trainer. And know where they're. Oh, you're gonna say to the quarter horse trainer, and yeah. that didn't you think that's maybe your dad in his mind? He's like, oh, if they ever really wanted me to train, they'll come to me. Yeah. Instead of being like more like, hey, you want to give me a or you want to get a horse for me above something like that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, anyone who's ever uh, met my dad, I think they're gonna know like he's never gonna to pressure you or <laughs> no. or to go go somewhere and say like, oh, you know, you need to get this horse with me yeah, or, yeah. or something like that. He, you know, you can just find him in the grandstand. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if you ever want to, if you ever want to go up to him and, and claim say a hello. horse, yeah, say hello. you know, he's going to do uh, everything he can to, to make you successful. But yeah, it's always kind of be, uh, been a little stigma for him that, you know, like you said, over across town, he's the quarter horse guy yeah. here. He's a thoroughbred yeah. guy, but, uh, I think I will say about my dad, I think that's one of his strong points where he's one with quarter horses, thoroughbreds when the Arabians were here, yeah. uh, he won with the Arabians. So, uh. Whatever it is, uh, he he can train it.
0: Yeah, for sure, and that's you know he's been doing well across town with some of the the, the better horses he's got, and uh, so he you know he he just likes winning, like he like you mentioned. Every time you ask him, he's like, "We're injured to win, we're gonna win it." Yeah. So uh, I like I like that attitude. Uh, but the to touchback, do you think your dad prefers one or another? Do you think he he enjoys the quarter more? Do you think he enjoys the thoroughbreds more? <sighs>
1: You know, I don't think he's ever really right. Cause let me in to know no, which I mean, one he yeah, really prefers.
0: Because
1: yeah. if he's hot with thoroughbreds, he's like, oh, yeah. he's like, oh, I'm, I'm a thoroughbred trainer. <laughs> yeah. But you know, once uh, he gets you know a some nice some treat, of these good yeah. two year olds yeah, okay. and and is in fraternity season, i mm-hmm. well, you all know, say, oh, why yeah. don't you claim uh, this thoroughbred? Yeah. Oh, I'm a quarter horse trainer. <laughs> but so yeah, he always jokes and has a good time with it. But I think uh, now uh, he, he's more of a thoroughbred guy. Uh, I think he has because I think that's just uh, the name of the game now. He doesn't have that many quarter mm-hmm. horses, so he's uh, switched to the thoroughbred side. And
0: before I was – this goes back three, four, five, six years maybe before I was even involved here in any capacity. Someone on Twitter messaged me. He's like, I've got a horse from Emerald Downs that I want to send to Al. Who do you think I, I should send it to Al?" And this was like someone on Twitter that I don't remember the the name. Yeah, but like this person was like, "Hey, can can you recommend me someone that I can send out to Los Salle? And at this point, you know, me, and you used to talk on Twitter, and you know, we knew of each other. And I was, and I told this person, "Why don't you try Chuck Trees?" And I think I I messaged you, and we got the number. We got I, I don't remember how it happened, but this horse came down, and this horse actually won here. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember the name of the person. I can't remember the name of the horse. Yeah,
1: that was a while ago. But
0: I want like sometimes these connections just happen like through social media, like an owner contact me. They're like, you know, anyone that I can send a horse to a Los Al, I want to run this horse. And yeah, I put them, I put you in contact with that person. You, you gave me your NAS number. And for some reason that, that horse came by and won. So sometimes it's like, it just happens because, you know, someone wants an opinion of someone and if someone has a good opinion of someone else. That's how you make connections.
1: Yeah. Uh, whether you're coming from uh, Malibu or yeah. you're coming from, you know, Boise, Idaho, yeah. You know, you they tend to all meet at Los Alamitos, but uh, yeah, my dad he's just a regular guy yeah. and uh, he talks from people all walk of life. <laughs> you know, you, you see him with, with, with gam- He's gone to the Red Robin over here yeah. with, with gamblers yeah. after the races and guys from Rodney's bar and uh, yeah, I mean he he just sits there. You can talk to him just like always. But
0: are are you uh, getting excited as we approach almost the season, the Los Alamitos equine show?
1: Oh, definitely. That's uh, that's my favorite time of the year. you, you get the book. Then you get the picture book, yes. and, and uh, you, you cycle through everything. And uh, then you're, you're going out to the sale the week prior, and uh, you go and you look at all the two-year-olds. Uh, that's I, that's my favorite time of the year. It's always exciting to go, and uh, you just kind of start everything over again, and yeah. you have that hopes and dreams for the next year.
0: All right. Anything, uh, anything else?
1: Yeah, so the next question he had was, uh, what do you think are the ideal days off between quarter horses and
0: thoroughbreds? And this is a little more... This is a little more broad i would say right yeah i I don't think there's a specific formula i'm more in the case of if your horse is in good fitness then run him yeah Uh, if you know he's an older runner and has a little bit of aches here and there maybe that's why you see the 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 longer breaks but this just goes horse by horse obviously uh, we see uh, this is part of the handicapping process as well sometimes we try to get into the minds but this question there's no right or wrong answer
1: yeah it's a lot different than bigger tracks like Santa Anita, uh and in Del Mar to where you you have horses uh with pretty big owners running for big purses. And so pretty much, you know, every horse could be considered a, a stakes caliber yes. horse compared to these at Los Al mm-hmm. where we have smaller purses. So, you know, the claimers, they're usually gonna be running every two, two weeks. Two weeks, yes. You know, to to make it go by. I I think if we got into the allowance level, I would probably say maybe once a month yeah. uh for those horses. And then for your upper level, uh, stakes, horses, uh, quarter horses here, I, just when trials come yes, around mm-hmm. and, uh, the bigger races like vessels maturity and, and go man, go. Uh, I think that's what you're pointed to. Uh, thoroughbreds. I think you pretty much look at those. You, you watch the thoroughbreds, you know, more than I do. I would say, just look at the work tab mm-hmm,
0: for yeah, them. Yeah. And
1: you can see if they're training consistently, mm-hmm. but, uh, you yeah, the third red's here at Los Al, again, uh, the purses are smaller and, uh, to make ends meet, you're going to be wanting to run, every two uh weeks. every two weeks. So totally. that would probably be, uh, my answer is the lower claimers, uh, every two weeks and, and the upper level horses, uh, a month, uh, maybe two months. Yeah,
0: That's pretty much a good, good, uh, good, uh, good analogy of that.
1: So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, hopefully, uh, we answered your questions. Yeah. Uh, and if, you guys have anything more? Uh, just uh, tweet at us, or we'll be happy to answer. Them. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. Keep them coming because it, it's pretty cool to, to get into the mind of of the people that are listening on people that are maybe are watching for the first time a quarter horse racing and they're they're wanting to know a little bit more details. Obviously, if we don't know something, we'll refer to Mister D B. B or yes. Professor G. Yeah. Professor G has like a little secret going on. I don't know what's going on.
1: Uh, he says something's uh, in the making uh, in a couple months, but he didn't let us in on it. I don't know if uh, <laughs> he didn't want it getting out into the world yet. So hopefully we'll have a, a major update for you guys in the future. So we'll,
0: we'll see if anything's going on, but anything else? No, I think that's about it. I had something, but uh, it escaped me. It might, it must not be anything on the come up. So we'll le- we'll let that one go. But... Yeah, thanks for listening. Next week we'll be talking trial of finals for – they're going to separate them, right? One on Saturday, one on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they will. So we'll do the Saturday card, and then we'll also do the final on the Sunday. Yeah. So next week we'll cover both big races in one episode and focus on the Saturday card. And, yeah, keep the questions coming, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Bye, everybody.